0: Do you think the idea of grief, when we hear that word, it's a hard internal groan?
1: It is. I even looked up the definition for three of swords to see if there was any other way we could talk about anything else than loss, heartbreak, and grief. And the answer and was it, no. It really did. It all came. It all came back to that. Yeah. Yay, good times. <laughs> and and
0: from a spiritual evolution perspective, that's okay. That's okay because, because that is a part of. And, oh, we're going to talk about this. We're <laughs> going I'm about to give it platitude. And we're going to talk about that. But it it is a part of the journey. I'll just leave it at that. When you have a new opportunity, how do you know whether to say yes or no? I'm Andrea Neville, and I've been taught by spirit that when a new opportunity presents itself, I was guided there.
1: And I'm Jessica Paschke, and I firmly believe that everyone is intuitive. Everyone in this podcast we share spiritual adventures
0: and we invite you to share yours as well you can submit your experiences or questions to
1: adventureswithspirit.com we will give you specific tools and practices so you can navigate your journey with more confidence if you find the answers helpful leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts are you ready to be adventurous welcome Welcome to to adventures with with Spirit. spirit
0: everybody how are you doing welcome to adventures with spirit today
1: hi everybody we're back
0: we are my voice is giving out so we're going to see if i make it you know i talk a lot so we'll see we'll
1: i see can fill I... in the space it's fine a...
0: imagine <laughs> that
1: <laughs> this one was an interesting one you know we had talked a little bit last episode which w- when we were talking about joy about how kind of sticky it was a little bit when we looked at the card and we're trying to like figure out how we were going to um, unpack it, where we were going to go, what direction. And this card was similar in its stickiness that, that, and it, I don't even know if stickiness is the right terms, but it could have gone a lot of different places.
0: Yeah. I think that's was multiple approaches, multiple perspectives. And I think people's expectations. Yeah. I hope you're going to be surprised because we are two mediums who are not going to talk about grief and death.
1: <laughs> well, we're going to talk about grief, but not with death or mediumship. <laughs> right. When we sat down, our minds went to a lot of different places. So we'll catch you up. We talked, we chatted about joy and we talked a little bit about getting to this stage in evolution where things are ands. They're not just ors or this and that. It's and joy and grief. And when you talk about joy, in order to see the full spectrum of joy, you sort of need to talk about grief. And in order to see the full spectrum of grief, you need to speak about joy. And so while these are not one episode, we did plan them together.
0: Yeah, we did. We almost had to mm-hmm. because the words were naturally coming out of our mouths. Yes. It's where it wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And we even thought about combining them into one episode. We did. And then, and then it
1: was like, oh, no, that's it was too, too much. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. So the Three of Swords was the card that we chose. And the Three of Swords depicts on traditional, in traditional tarot, it has a, a heart with three swords piercing into it and it speaks to heartbreak, loss, grief. And in fact, when we flipped that card, I remember groaning internally because I was like, "Oh." Because when I get that card in a reading, I groan internally because I I'm like, "Okay, I think we we we're going to need to go there. Something's happening." All right, here we go. Um for myself or even for others because I know it's a hard it's a hard card and the the image is a hard image. It, it really is three swords poking into a heart completely and fully.
0: And, well, um, don't you think it, the idea of grief, when we hear that word, it's a hard internal groan.
1: It is. I even looked up the definition for three of swords to see if there was any other way we could talk about anything else than loss, heartbreak, and grief. And the answer and was it, no. It really did It all came. It all came back to that. Yeah. Yay, good times. <laughs> and and <laughs> from a spiritual
0: evolution perspective, that's okay. That's okay because, because that is a part of. And, oh, we're going to talk about this. <laughs> we're talk about, I'm about to give it platitude and we're going to
1: talk about that. But it it is a part of the journey. I'll just leave it at that. So here's the deal mm-hmm. with this episode. It is not possible in the time that we have to talk about all the different ways grief shows up. No, can't do it. So we can't do it. We are not ignoring aspects of grief or facets of grief that we know to be true. We just can't Cover them all, and we're covering a very small slice. So, if we don't talk about something, it isn't because we don't believe in it or we don't think it's there. We're really wrapping it into this idea of spiritual evolution, not the fresh grief that happens with a loss or a a death of a person per se, though that could qualify. We're really speaking to grief in a bigger way, bigger than death. Wouldn't you agree, Andrea? Encom- more encompassing not just the grief from death more encompassing I like that word I
0: know I was I was pausing because I'm I was searching my inner vocabulary <laughs> your word bank yeah I was more encompassing because grief is not limited Mm-mm. so to discuss it from a limiting perspective so we're not bypassing your experience we're not ignoring anything or anyone we are going to stick to the theme. And the Mm -hmm. arc of the cards so that we're walking with you as we all evolve through every aspect of all of these cards, including grief. That's what we're doing. So let's hold hands and get going because I love a good hand holding. I do,
1: too. I I like just the image of that. Yeah. All of us in a circle can Mm. talk a little bit about grief today. (laughs) Let's do that. Okay. (laughs) so let's go to the
0: platitudes. We were talking about we were reading the definitions in the books. And we were talking about it before we started talking with you. I'm going to tell you what Jessica said, because it was hysterical. I hope it's okay,
1: Jessica. It's totally she, fine. It's fine. She
0: says, you know, when people say, yes, yeah, grief, you'll, this too shall pass. It makes me want to poke my eyes out. <laughs> it,
1: does. it does. Even though I know on a logical level, maybe it won't pass, but it will evolve into something else. It still makes me want to poke my eyes out. It's not what I need to hear in them in that moment (laughs) yeah
0: and and so all of all of the platitudes may be true you know this too shall pass this is a part of the life and death sort of the life cycle all of those things they are true but in the moment of grief we you may we don't find them helpful (laughs) so that's kind of that's kind of where we're coming from with this is to acknowledge that that is true but but but, that's it. And. But, but, <laughs> and. So grief is, in spiritual evolution specifically, we can experience the emotion or the feeling, the experience of grief when we let go of something, release something. And I'm using something on purpose because it can be so many different things which we'll we'll touch on. And if you are in the evolution process, grief comes up quite often. It does. Surprisingly so. Right, because we're thinking, oh, spiritual evolution, we're evolving. Isn't that great? We're getting and you hear people talking about raising their vibration and moving into the fifth dimension. And we're or they come in from the seventh dimension, twelfth dimension. There is
1: grief. I don't care who you are
0: <laughs> or where you're going. <laughs> Let's just stick with that aspect of it for a moment. If we are talking about spiritual evolution, then we are talking about releasing and letting go of perhaps. How you have always known yourself or seen yourself to be as the incarnation of you in this lifetime, and that is shifting as you shift, that's a letting go. That's a releasing, whether that's a job, a perspective, an identity, whether that be a crisis or a new identity, relationships. I know people have shifted their religious standings. This is all grief that comes up because it's a huge change and then oh then you evolve and you start seeing a grief from another perspective you know Jessica you mentioned generational grief that
1: was unexpected for me we have a lot of evolutions in our life so this this is just kind of one of the the things that popped up in one of the evolutionary journeys i have taken in my life there's there's multiple but when it popped up i was actually really surprised it caught me off guard i was tootling along things were doing okay And I had this perception shift or awareness of generational healing that needed to be done, ancestral healing that needed to be done in multiple forms. We're not going to talk about that today, but just in multiple forms. And I was surprised at the amount of grief that rose up. Grief for what my ancestors went through, grief for how they treated other people, grief for the belief systems and the patterns that they passed down through their DNA that wreaked havoc on the people that I did know and love. Because part of the process of evolving is to see those patterns, those beliefs, those, and to heal them so they're not passed on. You will get to that point at some point where you'll start, things will rise up to be healed. And there was so much there and so much pain and it seems like it should be so far removed because it was generations, ancestors. Ooh, I was grieving like I knew knew them, that I had lost them. It was intense. And I did not expect that to happen. And it sort of turned me upside down for a hot second. And I'm I'm grateful that I have the tools in my toolbox to navigate unexpected emotional whatevers. But I, I did not see the intensity of that coming. I thought maybe I'd be a little sad. Maybe there'd be some regret. But it was it was grief, it was mourning, and it really caught me off guard. And as we're
0: working in that, then there's levels of it because it continues. It's not a one and done. No, it never is. That ancestral generational grief. When did I do this? Not that long ago, several months ago. No, April, last April. So not even a year. I did some ancestral healing. You're going to remember this jessica and i went and i was working with a practitioner to go in and really clear oh that's right the contracts and the i will tell you all i came out of that it was a very intense experience i came out of it and within two days i had shingles (laughs) oh i'm not kidding you and i've never had them before i thought i was too young look at me being all cocky and (laughs) (laughs) Only on the left side of my body, which is linked to the maternal line. Was it my left side? Yeah. Yeah, it was your maternal line. Left side. It was maternal line. Mm -hmm. Left side. And it took weeks. And I thought, holy Chinooki. (laughs) (laughs) That's a nice made-up word I just did. (laughs) Keep it rated G. It was really intense. And then I realized how intense it was when my whole body reacted to... The stress of that and the release of that, that it just exploded.
1: Yeah. That was some grief. That was. That was ongoing grief for the pain and and the discomfort. These are kind of the ways to give you a perspective about how grief can bubble up. And these are kind of the ways that are unexpected, right? You're doing healing, you're doing clearing you stumble upon something, you remember something, you realize you have to reflect back on a part of your life that you don't really want to reflect back on, but you have to release it. And even when you release things that you want to release, there's grief for what was, there's grief for what wasn't, what could have been but didn't happen. There's grief for the changing trajectory, moving forward because it has affected the loss of, you know, the loss of something that maybe you could have had if if right and it can really kind of catch you off guard if you don't know that um the possibility of that is there and i think that's why we want to talk about it today not because we don't think grief from death is important you will have you will have that and we all identify that i think we all understand that we all expect that it's it's the unexpected ways that grief comes up that can you know that also can really catch us as as much as 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 a death as a death and you know grief from death I
0: fully believe never goes away it's never no. completely healed mm-hmm. or gone it just shifts in in the nuance or the experience of it
1: mm-hmm.
0: I do think there are some griefs that happen through spiritual evolution that can be released you process through or they pass mm-hmm. or they yeah. I agree. And then leave room for a new one. And so if I were to take a look back, and I have a grief that's happening right now that is part of an evolution, but if I were to take a look back on my journey and those moments that caused me grief, I can look at them and actually be thankful for the experience and Be able to let that go because I know that I have moved through it and I'm no longer the same person. So I no longer would ever have that same experience in the Mm -hmm. same way.
1: So that brings up a really interesting question that I'm going to ask you because I find with myself and with other people, clients or people I work with, it's really hard to not shut down or wall off your heart when you're grieving because hello it's so painful and to keep your heart i guess open so what would you say to that how how do you not shut down how do you keep yourself from from closing off walling off and keeping your heart space open after something intense that brings on a wave of grief and i'm talking divorce, death of a dream, loss of a person, these really intense, very real human things that happen. Mm -hmm.
0: In order to not be a hypocrite, I am going to fully admit that anyone, any practitioner that has helped me on my journey, and to this day, the thing that comes up with me is heart. So I am incredibly heart-centered. That's where all of my My power truly, it's who I am. Everything is heart centered. People joke about it now. They just now because it just is. So it is my superpower and my kryptonite. Looking back, anyone who has worked with me, my heart has always been encased, whether literally in this lifetime or energetically, completely walled off. I remember someone describing it as. The thickest iron they have ever seen encapsulating me. It was the first time I did healing with someone in the Akashic Records and they were like, What the heck is this? I don't think we can ever cut through it. Right. So I I brought it in. So I am not the one to say, oh, do it this way. And you always, no, it happens and I don't even know it's happening. And I'm sure it happens for others. You don't even know it's happening. But once you're aware that it it's a thing where you can have the issue of walling off your heart. It's also a coping mechanism for so many of us is that if we can again, mindfully be aware of that and take the necessary steps or action using our toolbox that we keep cultivating to try really hard to limit that walling off, to keep ourselves more open. Um, I use acupuncture. I mean, I go for the physical and energetic realm of it and the spiritual realm. So I use acupuncture. I use contemplation and meditation i when i feel my heart closing off for protection whether that's from hurt or whatever it is once i get past the initial shock of it i intentionally go in deeper into the love like i find the love even if this let's talk about a person even if i am loving a person and i feel like why am i even here trying to love this person for all of this myriad of reasons and all i can do here is feel hurt i will love more deeply so that i can stay in that heart centered open space of allowing and accepting said person for whom they are without my judgment or dismissal of them but that also doesn't mean i allow them then to continue to hurt me it's i love them more because they exist, I don't have to accept whatever is happening. Does that make sense? I don't have to prove. I don't have to approve of what's happening. I have to accept them as a human being for who they are and as a soul incarnate. I don't have to accept the
1: behavior. That makes sense to me. I think grief shows up um, masked as something else a lot of the times for myself. Like that heart space starts to close off and I don't even recognize that it's happening But I do know that it shows up in the form of impatience, frustration, losing faith, (laughs) giving up, not following through, loss of trust. And that's not just with people. That's with spirit. (laughs) That's what I was just going to say.
0: I'm like, oh, you're talking about yourself more than others in that, right? And yeah, okay, I understand that. I do that too. I understand that. Yeah, That's the hard one though. That's the one that really choppy for me to work with and get through.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I don't even want to say I get through it do you get through it it's just a different nuance of it
1: I don't know that I get through it I'm just really glad I understand what my red flags are so that I know that I'm doing it I think half the battle is knowing you're closing your heart space off knowing that it's happening or at least being able to flip back and go oh wow that's closed off because all of those things I just described and grief are huge feeling emotions I sometimes and I am a feeler I sometimes can't feel my heart space close. Sometimes I can. Something will happen and I'll be like, there it goes. And I was like, huh, there it goes. <laughs>
0: but you know, but then that's not the real big one that's just going to
1: no. you But down. when those big right. ones come in, and I know it's a safety. How do I keep myself safe? It's right? a safety. And don't we all do it? I guarantee you,
0: there is. if there is anyone listening who has not done that, email us because I'm going to test you. <laughs> to see what you're actually you made of right i want to know
1: what the, i just want to know <laughs> yeah what's your what's your secret and so i think that that's when it's masked as something else and i finally get around to digging into it it often does come up as grief oh, that's and then it's surprising then it's, surprising. it's, like, then it's a oh, whole other grief? thing
0: yeah, yeah. why <laughs> am i grieving now what is that why is that grief why is it showing up that way how do i work with this why is why am i grieving why do i feel so small Mm-hmm. That I'm in a space of grieving rather than power. I mean, I think there's power in grief. I think there is. But in those moments, when the grief sneaks up on you out of that frustration, it's usually when we are not feeling fully in our power, or we're feeling a little smaller about ourselves because we're not confident or trusting who we are, or even that connection with spirit and how it supports us because. It's when we forget that there is no separation between source and us. I was
1: just thinking disconnect. Yeah. It's when we disconnect. Speaking of platitudes, one <laughs> that gets tossed around a lot in the spiritual world is well, your grief just shows you how much you loved that thing or that person or that whatever. And okay, oh. Yes, but, well. <laughs> oh, but we come back to, around to this idea of love. And then I was pondering why you were talking. Well, what what happens? if I love something so much or where I'm so connected or or my heart is so open, let's say let's use an openness of heart and something happens that closes that love flow off, that love energy from our heart heart off. Really, it's about feeling disconnected, whether we are or not, feeling disconnected from what until this point we knew to be true and now no longer is, yeah, in the form that we knew it to be in. And all of a sudden you're free floating, no anchor, you're in pain, you hurt, and you don't have an idea of how to get that connection back. And we're all guilty of looking back thinking, if I could just go back to the way it was, if it could just go back to the way it was, but it can't. It never can. And then moving forward, how do you anchor into something that you can't see yet? Grief is just, if I could swear, I would i would right now it is just it's a lot it definitely unmoors you and and you don't have a map and if you do maybe there's water on it <laughs> you know. <laughs> but you just know that you you can't go back and you're not sure what forward looks like and so i'll just close my heart down and not feel or i'll close my heart off because it's too hard and keeping it open i think really relies on How you can re establish that connection in a way that feels supportive and not fake. Do you know what I mean by that? Yes,
0: I know exactly what you mean by that. That's what I was referencing when I say being small.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: That's just a different way of of saying the same thing. Yeah. Which is good. I like different ways of saying the same thing. It's -hmm. important. If you're listening to this podcast, let me just put it that way. If you're listening, then you've chosen to take an active role in your evolution. And if you're doing that, then grief is going to catch you off guard many, many times through that evolution. Because if you're evolving, you cannot stay the way you have been. And so there is a loss and a grief. And if you make the choice to not evolve, there is a grief for losing out on all of the potential. Yeah. So either way, you're going to be walking hand in hand with grief many times throughout your life in many different iterations, many different costumes and forms grief will show up in. And that's not to make things sound hard or depressing or, you know, doomsday. What if we interacted And thought about grief in a different way. There are those depths of grief that we plumb. But there is also the grief of, yes, this no longer is what it was. But I have been reborn.
1: It's almost like when you're going to those depths of grief, there's an opportunity to go into those depths of joy at the same time. Yes. Yes. And you can have both. Playing out simultaneously at the same time for so for as much as you are grieving, there is potential at least, even if it's not present in that moment, the potential for that kind of depth and joy as well.
0: Mm. I'm just taking a moment because I feel that I feel that, and honestly, tears and welling up in my eyes because it's beautiful. That space of grief and joy is where it's where the evolution happens. It's where you find that connection with your higher self. Because remember, joy is of such a high vibration, it is the truth. And when you're able to find
1: that in the grief, then you're doing something. You know, grief has a way of stripping us down, doesn't it? Yeah. It strips us down to where you can't hide. And I think that that's kind of maybe where those seeds of evolution really come to fruition sometimes and not all the time. And I'm not saying we have to grieve to do this at all. I am, I'm not saying that, but I think that when you get stripped down like that, especially when it's through the grieving process, there is inevitably you will grow. Inevitably it will change things. You will see things in a different light. And maybe if you finally identify what isn't resonating for you. Maybe you decide life is too short to stay in a job you don't like or in a relationship that isn't working or, you know, and it's the the grief is the thing that gets you up and out of the rock bottom, even though it's the thing that kind of took you there. It's also the thing that lifts you up and pulls you out. So you find your joy, which is what I actually literally said in the last episode about joy. You know, I think something else to think about too is that we're not the only ones grieving during our evolution. We were chatting about this that actually people around us are grieving and responding with grief because of how we're changing and morphing. And I don't want to say becoming someone different, but just becoming more of ourselves. Yes. Becoming more of who we
0: really are or could potentially be. And I have a relationship in my life that. The person was very uncomfortable when I realized the truth for me. And the truth for me is, you know, taking it more to that spiritual realm, interacting. I mean, I had always done it, but to do it with with intent and with evolution. And then, of course, all of a sudden I'm hearing voices and I'm a medium and I'm a psychic and there's angels popping in and out. And it was very challenging for people around me that were close to me. And then we had to find a way to navigate choosing to keep our contracts connected and continue our life journeys together. Because sometimes friends fall away, loved ones fall away in this path. So, but continue to stay together. We had to wait for each other. We had to wait for each other to catch up honor the grief that you both were having. Yeah. We're going through grief and and we had to stay together during, and I will say that that has happened with several of my closest relationships through my own evolution. You know, whether it's my husband, uh, a best friend, you know, a sister, any way that you want to, you know, put some, put a face on it. And there is that time where you know, they always say in relationships and one person is growing and then the other person, do they also grow or do they catch, you know, that's, that's a real thing. And do you choose to continue to do that together, even though it's hard, there's, there's grief there. And when you're moving forward together, there's still grief because, gee, maybe it's not the same anymore. It might be harder, might be
1: easier, but it's just different. What you thought it was going to be and what you had before are different. And so you grieve that, even if it becomes something better, right? It can be beautiful. I'm not saying it doesn't morph into something beautiful,
0: but the expectations that were held when you first entered that relationship with someone—well, then you have to look at what the expectations were, because can you lift them up and see the higher? Pers- what's your perspective of the expectations? Because if and it giving was, them
1: time, yeah. they're not going to adjust like that. No, they just aren't y'all. <laughs> you have to give people space and time and it can take a little while for them to process their grief, just like you are process their grief, understand what it means, and maybe come back round to being okay with it being different mm-hmm. and moving forward. And maybe not. You just that taps, don't know.
0: That taps into your word when you're talking about the frustrations. Yeah. You know, because then everybody's frustrated with each other. <laughs> and then, then we're in a space of grief and how do you get through the frustration to get back to the joy so this is in real life because it can be about spiritual evolution or it can you know on a when we're thinking of a higher perspective and when I mean higher I'm not leveling or quantifying anything it's just vocabulary we all understand it can be in any any experience
1: i think that one of the really key important aspects to understanding grief and processing grief and Working with grief, let's be honest, working with grief is to connect with other people who either have similar experiences or at least are traveling a, a path that kind of reflects your own so that you can share that frustration or that impatience or that loss of faith or t- whatever it is and see yourself reflected back. I think that anytime you can see yourself reflected back, it helps you to understand really more of yourself. And being in a community or connecting with others, I think is so key, not just for the grief part of evolution, but just in general. All this training I'm doing with Leo, we talk about
0: packs a lot. You know, we, human beings are pack we run in a pack. That's the point of, that was our survival. We run in a pack because literally that's how we survive and we're still doing it. Our our commerce depends on each other. Our food depends on each other. We are, are pack people. So some of us need a larger pack than other people do. And that's okay. But there's still a certain level of connection. Even for those who are hermits, there is a certain interaction. It still needs a connection that needs to occur for them. And when we deny ourselves of that for whatever reason, it, it makes it harder to manage. It's heavier yeah. doing it alone. Mm-hmm. It's just easier when somebody witnesses you. I think being witnessed is really important. <laughs> not all the time. I'm not an expert at this. Especially if it's the loss of a loved one. Definitely not an expert with this. But sometimes
1: our grief can become a purpose. I was just thinking that actually. Because we were just chatting with someone about that. We were. And that was in the forefront of my mind thinking, wow, they've, they've made this their purpose. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I uh, don't know that I could have.
0: That's brave. Out of tragedy and grief has become, has come a calling for them, a purpose that is going to help So many other people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Amazing. So whether it's at that big level, or if we're looking at, let's just, let's make it a little bit more simple. You leave a job, you're unemployed because you left that job, another job while you're looking for the job, you know, what is the purpose of that? You have, you're grieving now you're grieving. I've, I've left my job. I don't know who I, whatever it is. There's lots of grief that can be up in there. What is the purpose that is going to keep you motivated? How are you going to find, to use your word, Jessica, your true north? There's so many ways to go from that. You can grab the next best thing that comes your way. You can really think about what you want. You could really think about who you are. You could really think about why you are who you are and what best fits. You see, you, you could change your whole
1: life purpose in that moment. Two things come to mind. Hopefully, I remember the second one by the time I say the first one. (laughs) We'll see if that happens. But I think that's why we emphasize so much investing time in your understanding who you are, knowing who you are, doing things to help you trust that inner wisdom, that inner strength that you have before you need them. Because having a strong spiritual compass, having a strong idea of what makes you tick the core of who you are, the core of who you are isn't going to change. It's just going to come out more in this process and i think it helps you find that true north again right it helps you really turn that and say okay i don't know where i'm going but my compass says this is north and i know this to be true about myself so i'm going to i'm going to anchor into these things and i'm going to move forward and and eventually that gets you someplace else but it's always going to look different, but it's going to get you someplace else. Right. And it may
0: be full circle or maybe a whole new direction. I find it fascinating. I watch a lot of clients do this and I watch someone close to me do this recently. And I'm just impressed at what comes out of that journey. And there is absolutely a grief process to it. But it's fascinating what unfolds. I'm, I'm just always amazed by people.
1: Um, David Kessler has this book. Um that's called finding meaning the sixth stage of grief finding meaning and it's a really interesting read with grief i i just i it's because i think it's really hard we want to find meaning in our life we want to find meaning and purpose in the things that happen to us and grief is one of those things that's so hard and i don't even know that there is meaning sometimes but i think if you want to find it you could or if you want to have a purpose come out of it, you could. And so if if having this idea inspires you to ha- make your grief have a purpose and it won't resonate with everyone and, and that's okay, then that might be something that you look into is how, you know, how do I find meaning with this? Mm-hmm. Where do I direct? It? Sometimes you
0: can't and no, that's okay. Sometimes it just is it's what it is. It's <laughs> just a huge loss. And I'm thinking of loved ones with that, mm-hmm. you know, but also loved ones are, are sometimes what moves us to that new purpose. You know, other ways when you're thinking about the grief is realizing that, you know, if you acknowledge it and say, I am grieving, this is real. It's okay. I'm validating myself for feeling this way. And that grief may have no ending. Some does. Some some has ending. Some grief has ending. And some never does. And just understanding that, hopefully you can find some peace with that. So evolution is complex, everybody. It's complex. <laughs>
1: understatement of the year
0: (laughs) it's hopefully never ending i mean it is never ending literally in the spirit realm but it's also your choice in body Um, but it isn't as simple although i completely support reading books (laughs) about all of the things but it's not as simple as reading
1: a book and then boom i'm evolved it's a series of realizations or Clarity or something. I don't even know. These moments where you just realize, ooh, it's joy and grief. Oh, it's not just this or that. It's both. Or, oh, this isn't going to work the way that I'm doing it. I like the clarity. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. clarity. Mm -hmm. Understanding.
0: You know that moment when your heart, and I'm going to say your higher self, your soul, just get into attunement, and you know. Mm -hmm. you just know without a shadow of a doubt you know exactly whatever it is you need to know in that moment and then you make that choice again to move toward that or away from that it's not a straight line no
1: (laughs) going all over the place it is whatever a straight line to the happiness fulfillment your purpose ascension evolution whatever you want to call it it is not a straight line it is It is going forward and then looping all the way around to the back and then coming back up again. And it's, it's just, did you ever see those little cartoons in the newspaper? I can't remember what they were called, but it had a little family and they'd always track like all the loops, like they'd make a little map around the house (laughs) and you'd see it all the, all the places they went,
0: right? (laughs) It's like, we're going on tour. We are going on a tour. (laughs) Uh, So can you find the beauty in grief? Can you find the joy that may result from having experienced and moved into with through grief as you become a more true version
1: of yourself in every moment. Can you hold space and honor grief the way we hold space and honor other things that we feel and -hmm. other experiences that we have that maybe feel more comfortable? How do we wrap that up? We love you. We do. And we get it. And it's hard sometimes.
0: (laughs) And grief is okay. It's okay. And it's okay to admit that you're grieving. We'll talk to you guys soon.
1: Thanks for being a part of today's Adventures with Spirit. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. We'd love it if you left a review. Visit our
0: website at adventureswithspirit.com to subscribe to our newsletter. Submit a
1: question, check out classes, and schedule your own personal reading with us. Follow us on Instagram at Adventures with Spirit Official for more inspiring content. Until next time, let spirit guide your adventure.